Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ditch the Hustle podcast. I'm Amanda Rootsy. I'm Nicola Newman. And I'm Naomi Arnold. We're business coaches and founders of the Gentle Business Mastermind, which is a global year-long experience for kind-hearted entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, makers of beautiful things, creatives, coaches, teachers, writers, and small business owners. To us, gentle business is a choose-your-own-adventure rather than a one-size-fits-all approach, and we can't wait to go on this adventure with you. Now we invite you to take a moment to take a deep breath, shimmy your shoulders, roll your neck, and settle in for another conversation about growing your business gently. Hello there. Welcome to this new episode on the Ditch the Hustle podcast. You are listening to Mandy at the moment. So every now and again on the podcast, Naimik and I feature one of our members from the Gentle Business Mastermind. You may recall that we spoke with Ellen Ronalds Keane in season one of Ditch the Hustle. Today, we're really excited to introduce you to Sharon Holmes. Sharon is a gutsy leader, anti-oppression consultant, coach, artist, speaker, and writer. Not for the faint of heart, she writes on her website. Her work dives deep into social justice, spirituality, and personal sovereignty. They are also the creator of Formidable Voices, an events, membership and learning platform to uplift women of colour coaches, creatives and entrepreneurs to speak their truth, take up space, value their superpowers and leave a meaningful legacy that sustains them. Sharon's an incredible teacher who disrupts spiritual and entrepreneurial spaces, calling for better representation, equity and inclusion for black, indigenous and women of colour, speaking out against whitewashed spiritual practices, events and spaces. Her anti-oppression courses, such as Unpack Your Privilege, are truly transformational. All three of us have learned so much from Sharon over the years, and we really do love her to bits. In this particular conversation, Sharon shared with us the important role of storytelling in business, the nuances of vulnerability in building a gentle business, the power of community and connection, how the mastermind has supported her to give words to her experience, Sharon's approach to self-care, the importance of being in a space with people who have similar intentions and values, how to work through feelings of overwhelm, and her framework for unpacking your privilege. We hope you enjoy this important episode. Hi, Sharon. Thanks for joining us on Ditch the Hustle. Hello. Thanks for having me here today. We're so excited to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Could we begin by getting you to tell everyone who's listening a bit about yourself and what it is that you do and what you're passionate about? Sure. Well, my name's Sharon Holmes and I'm a leadership and anti-racist and anti-oppression coach for women entrepreneurs mainly. And I teach uh, two frameworks. One is Unpack Your Privilege, which is a webinar series about unpacking your privilege, um, seeing the world through an anti-racist and anti-oppression lens and doing positive things to change uh, the way Black, Indigenous and people of colour um, are viewed and seen in the world. The other framework is the pillars of gutsy leadership and they're pillars that I abide by in my coaching and consulting practice as well as when I run leadership circles with um, other women identifying leaders and the combination of those two frameworks lead to formidable business. And that is more about the sacred activism that we can do as women entrepreneurs and small business owners with a focus on 
uplifting and elevating Black, Indigenous and women of colour in the industries that we are working in. What I'm really passionate about is using our sensitive superpowers to be forces of good in support of others, whether they're people who are just like us or people who have different identities and certainly those who are on the margins. So I'm really passionate about human rights. I'm really passionate about expressing ourselves creatively and honestly and openly. And all of those things combined means that I write a lot uh, and I speak a lot about all of these subjects as well. Such important work, isn't it? And um, I imagine it brings with it a whole vast array of things that you have to navigate um, in order to take care of your own energy amidst that too, Sharon. Yes, um, that's been a learning curve and I'm still learning. And I feel in many ways, uh, particularly after last year and noticing how split my energy was that I needed to do much better um, in terms of my self-boundaries um, and taking care of my energy as well and making sure that I can uh, recharge my batteries. And in terms of navigating everything, it's really interesting to be someone who is coaching and consulting and teaching others whilst also still navigating very much a deeply personal journey myself, um, which requires a lot of attention and um, a lot of energy as well to facilitate that healing um, so that I can show up and do the work that I'm doing. What are some of the things you've found that, that do support you in, in that way? Uh, I guess the first thing when I think about connection and community, it would be the women who I've become wonderful friends with over the years, uh, the growing community that I have um, mainly met through Instagram, funnily enough, but also mm -hmm. in other social media spaces and just the way that we really check in with, with each other. Um, there really is a genuine sisterhood that happens not only when you see cheers and comments and shares on social media, but there's also behind the scenes as well, the text messages, the um, DMs, the calls, the, the in-person catch-ups that really make uh, this work a little less isolating and a little less lonely because um, knowing that there's that web of support there really helps just to know that um, we're not alone in the work that we do and even though we might be on different paths doing different work that we have um, similar values and ethics as well that we bring to our individual work but then how we do that collectively as well so connection and community absolutely important and essential and I'm so grateful that I've been able to um, really help build and grow that over the last 12 months in particular because I've certainly needed it and I know many other women who relate to my work who have similar experiences to myself have needed that as well so fostering that genuine sisterhood is really important uh, the other piece is uh, the self-care aspect um, making it really radical in the sense that the world in the world and the society that has told all women um, but particularly black indigenous women of color that we're not worthy that we shouldn't take care of ourselves that we should bear the brunt and the weight of society's expectations and not take care of ourselves the flip side of that is to do everything that's the opposite of that so to rebel against the system by making sure that we are nourished and nurtured and, and taken care of um, in terms of supporting my energy, what I have to do, um, and sometimes it gets challenging because not all of the work I do is paid work. 
it is to have massages regularly, craniosacral therapy, remedial massage. Those things really help my energy, but also the physical uh, side of things as well. So in terms of the body, you don't always realise that certain emotions get trapped in your body and they need to be shifted and movement, dance perhaps, but also physical body work helps a lot. Um, shift that energy and move things along. I suffer um, a lot from um, really tense shoulders and neck and I um, also end up getting migraines and the types of headaches that travel from the neck up into the head. So um, having a regular massage helps support my physical well-being but also my emotional well-being as well as it helps me shift that energy through. Other things that I do as well include I uh, have done some energy medicine, energy work in the past. So I do, I don't really meditate per se, but I certainly focus on healing, healing my body on an energetic level so that I can recharge and show up and do my work the next day and the day after that. Wow. It's really, um, yeah, it's great to hear that, uh, that combination of community and connection and then all the different ways that you're, you're bringing self-care into your your life and business too so that you can do this work which I imagine is very challenging work at times um it is challenging because um it it means so much because it's personal you know when you are experiencing the same things that your community is experiencing in different ways the work is very tiring but it's also very powerful in that if we are doing the work to support ourselves that can be done collectively as well that whatever we do whatever whatever thing that we write or say or express is going to be words that can support another to know that they're not alone to know that they're not gaslighting themselves you know mm-hmm. to know that society might gaslight someone's place in the world but when we share our stories and we speak up and we say no we won't be silenced we are then able to see through the eyes of another through the story hearing the stories or reading the stories of another that um we aren't alone and what can we do to work together towards whatever cause it is that's going to help us well ultimately feel liberated and take the pressure off um what it means to be free I suppose um I'm still exploring what it means to be free for me I don't feel free um and I'm trying to work out what that means for me particularly this year because I know I need to really ground in that belief that I can overcome the conditioning that I've had since the day I was born into the world and assigned the gender female and grew up to be a girl and grew into a woman who realized that there is so much more to me than what I've heard my whole life and so there's resonance for others in in sharing my perspective and my stories as well, whether we have shared identities or not. I love that you're talking about sharing stories, Sharon. I think um, exactly what you're saying is so true in that it can shift um, our own perception of what's real and true for us when we can tap in and hear those stories of others. And there's so much courage that goes into sharing a story within, with authenticity and in truth to it and I think uh, it it takes I just want to applaud you for being courageous (laughs) yeah thank you um I find that there are so many stories that 
<laughs> we tell ourselves because of our conditioning. Mm. But there are also stories that perhaps, like for, my, for myself being a, someone who writes a lot and is a writer, um, I write probably a few thousand words every week and it took a long time for me to realise that not every single word I write has to be shared with others. Mm. Sometimes the medicine in the words, the writing that I have, the stories I tell myself and the lessons I need to learn are lessons for me so that I can show up and do bolder writing and share deeper messages and messages that are really going to going to connect with someone's heart and make them feel like they can still tell their story. So there's this ripple, I guess, you know, I talk, I've talked about it in reference to other areas of my work, but the ripple effect of being able to know share your stories and perhaps find deeper meaning in this the writing that you do for yourself to tell other stories because some of the stories that you have to tell some of the experiences you have need to be processed within first before and then you decide because I know that it's vulnerability is weaponized a little bit in um the business world particularly online business people use vulnerability and storytelling to shape a narrative to manipulate to get a sale and that should never be what storytelling is about people sell stories so that they can earn money um, but not every story that's not the, that's not the outcome of every story the outcome of some stories is to nurture and support people so that they don't feel alone, so they feel like what they have and what they're capable of is so much more powerful than what they've been led to believe. Mm. So I see perhaps this is in my work as well. I share stories knowing the depths of the healing that I've received from hearing the stories and, and reading the stories of others. So it's that flow-on effect. If we tell our stories, whose story is next going to, to come up? You know, whose story will then heal and support another who will then be felt feel like they're seen and heard after that. So it, your story just doesn't just end between you and the reader. It's what how the reader takes that story onward. Mm. So wise. <laughs> so yeah. wise. Thank you. I've been known to give a standing ovation behind the scenes and I've felt like doing that several times already. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Naomi. <laughs> So how does that, like I think when we talk about ditching the hustle and doing business gently, that sometimes that can that message can feel oversimplified maybe to some people, like a real focus on self and slowness and gentleness when that's not we intend. There's more complexity to it there and I feel like you've touched on some of those themes just as you've been talking about, you know, even in your messaging around formidable voices and around courage and around the challenges associated with doing the work that you do and the integration of self and other in all of that. I'd love if you could just touch a little on that for us. Like what does that look like for you? Do do you resonate with ditching the hustle and doing business gently? Like what does that mean to you? Uh yeah, it resonates with me immensely and it was a message I needed to really um, hear for a long period of time, which is why I joined um, Gentle Business Mastermind. And this morning I actually wrote an email where I mentioned ditch the hustle, just the phrase, um, which I then will want to talk and write about a bit more deeply um, with my newsletter list. But in terms of ditching the hustle, the realisation or maybe the change in me that occurred was just being so frustrated 
with some of the things that I shared before about um, the narrative that's out there, the manipulative marketing tactics um, that are always telling us and driving us to overwork and run ourselves into the ground, which I have done numerous times, the running myself into the ground, thinking that if I if I hustle harder, I'll get where I need to go and I'll, I'll accomplish and receive what I need to survive. And that's not true. That's not the case. I still struggle. I'm still trying to survive and keep my head above water. And the best thing I can do for myself, and perhaps this is something that people really start to come to grips with, is you have to stop overworking and treating yourself poorly. Because I know I've treated myself poorly. I do need to ditch the hustle. I need to not so much silence the messages that I'm hearing about hustle culture and working your ass off and fake it till you make it, which is something I really abhor. I really hate that fake it till you make it thing because it means that people look at that and look at these dream lives and and feel not enough and we're all enough exactly as we are it's just breaking that conditioning down and um, changing the script for ourselves uh, because we can't always change the fact that people are going to be using that messaging to make money you know for personal gain as opposed to making a change in society and improving people's lives doing business gently for me has meant looking at structures and systems, which is really ironic because I was never, I like planning, but not as much planning as what I realise I need so that I can do my work without feeling like I'm overworked and I'm still developing what my plan is going to look like for this year. I found that I had to go through the process of um, being a workaholic and wanting to really make change quickly and um, being passionate about what I do I had to go through all of that to then kind of go I'm burnt out and now I need to do business gently and I had to it took me a long time to realize that particularly over the last year of really focusing on what would that look like if I set my week up with an intention to only do a few things and not just end up doing a pile of things every single day you know potentially at times seven days a week so for me I've gone from working in a corporate job where I was working in my, you know, in my business as a side gig um, after hours and on weekends, almost matching the hours I worked in the day job. I don't do that anymore. (laughs) I don't have a corporate job anymore because I was made redundant. But what I'm finding now is um, when you're a solo business owner and you are someone who has a really strong work ethic and you really want to make massive social change, you work too hard. Because there is no one saying, okay, it's time to start the day. Oh, it's time to knock off for the day. You know, it's the weekend now. You, you don't have to work. You feel compelled. Like it's for me, it's like a compulsion. It's like um, some disordered behavior that I know is mine. And I sometimes recognize it in other people, but ultimately I see it in myself. And I've had to learn through fire, so to speak, you know, just trying things out and realizing, oh, this is definitely way too much I've had to kind of put myself in that situation in order to learn the lesson and I wish that wasn't the case I wish and I hope for other people who are listening that they don't have to go the hard way to find the way of doing gentle business treating themselves gently but also doing business gently so um, I guess that's where I'm at I'm still evolving through what gentle business looks like for me even as of last week I was still processing thinking about I know I need to do I need to do things differently for myself but structures and systems seem to be helping me quite a lot just having frameworks for for the work that I do 
narrowing my focus on the on the um, parts of my business that I give attention to and sort of forming a better picture on how to how to plan my day and and the days that I'm working because um, if I don't have structure I have really poor self boundaries so I'm learning it's taking a bit longer than I had hoped but I'm getting there (laughs) (laughs) takes a lot of discipline doesn't it which it does it does (laughs) and there's always there always seems to be another layer to unpeel yes (laughs) and we've said this before uh, many times I think that we when we've left those corporate jobs we often end up finding that we're being the shitty boss to ourselves (laughs) Mm, that's so true (laughs) oh yeah I'm a really shitty self boss I tell you that much but I'm trying to improve (laughs) trying to improve bit by bit maybe you could put a couple of one of the one of the puppies in charge (laughs) I just said I'm sleeping all day there'd be no (laughs) their approaches probably it's definitely more self-loving than mine has been in the past so um and I do observe them sleeping and usually if I'm not thinking you are so damn lucky I wish I came to life as a dog um I'm (laughs) if I just pause and I look at them I can just go hey now it's my turn to rest even though they do like sleep for several hours I'm not really capable of doing that during the day but um there's certainly a good daily reminder of now it's time to chill out Pretty special for that, aren't they, dogs? Yeah. <laughs> and then the it's okay to be silly and have fun too when they're running around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, chasing each other's tails and like jumping <laughs> on each other as they were this morning. It was quite funny. We're looking after a puppy at the moment just during the day, and um, yeah, he's giving um our Remy a run for her money. <laughs> <laughs> like payback. Harry's like looking at me, going. She deserves this. <laughs> her turn, her turn. <laughs> the lessons in pets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you mind sharing, you touched on all of the, the ways that you're working in the world at the start of the call, uh, and I wondered if, if you could share a little bit more about your Unpack Your Privilege webinar series that, that you have created. Sure. Um when I created the series, it took me um, about 18 months of, of research to just go, I'm really interested in doing more in this area. I was still working at the time. I just wanted to learn as much as possible. I'm one of those lifelong learners that doesn't have a degree, but is someone who, if I'm interested in something, I will study it so much that like I've read thousands of articles and you know, numerous books and just to try and fill out, figure it all out in my own head whilst also examining myself and my identities and how that fits into the puzzle of of privilege and what I can do with my time and resources and ability to analyse things to be able to then support others. So Unpack Your Privilege um, at the moment is a four-part webinar series that guides people from self-awareness, which any personal growth, personal development type work must start with you. Um, it's so easy to just point and look, what are, what's everyone else doing? What are they doing wrong? Um, you really need to examine yourself first. So we start with self-awareness um, so that we can see where we are placed in the world in terms of social identities. 
uh, and learning the concepts that form Unpack Your Privilege. So we talk about what anti-racism is, what, you know, different forms of oppression are, um, different types of behaviours, like the things that I focus on the most um, are people's behaviours and attitudes. Some of them are automatic and some of those are just um, things, ideas and concepts people have developed over time. And then we talk about re-examining, like examining those beliefs and behaviours and making a change because if, say, for example, we are someone who is really invested in personal growth and personal development, we know how we can change. We know how valuable doing a particular practice is, how maybe adding a spiritual practice to our life might be, hopefully without cultural appropriation, and how we can really make change for ourselves and then how that flows on to others. So we already know that we're capable of changing our beliefs when we're better informed. And so that's, I guess, the groundwork that needs to be done once we are better informed. How can we change? And then from there, we go through to activism and action. And that particular webinar, I wrote with um, highly sensitive people and empaths in mind, people who have sensitive superpowers, who feel things deeply, who are so connected to other humans that they sense what's going on. Um, but one thing that I noticed was people who are highly sensitive and empathic, which I am as well, um, and an introvert, I've noticed that people with privilege tend to use that as an excuse to not do something. Oh, the world is too big, bad and scary and it hurts too much. I can't do anything. Um, and so we talk about powerlessness and what our limitations might be and how to actually use our sensitive superpowers for the good that they're intended, which is just mm -hmm. to, to make people's lives better and to, to be healers, if that's the word that we choose to describe ourselves with. And that gives some ideas on what can we actually do, like what, how can we take um, action, how can we be advocates of change? Um, and then we shift into expansion, which expands on the first two webinars to give people a better idea and a plan for um, how they might go forward. And um, I talk about the models of work that I developed through my own personal learning of my own identity and my place in the world, as well as some um, other models um, that are used for the work, and then how to implement what we learn into our spheres of influence. So who is it that we can influence around the dinner table, at the office, um, in our community, in our work, um, in our businesses? So it goes from there. So just giving people a lot of self-reflection tools and, and prompts so that they can not only uh, process what it means to be anti-racist for themselves, but to give them the tools so they can perhaps lead people down that pathway as well, which is, is an essential pathway, I believe. The fourth webinar took the longest to develop because I really needed to examine uh, whitewash spirituality and the, I guess some of the industries that I cross-sect with to really get a really good picture of what was actually taking place um, for me to be able to have case studies that provided really good examples of cultural appropriation, the use of racial slurs, the um, spiritual bypassing that takes place in spiritual sectors um, when it comes to cultural appropriation and um, Black, Indigenous and people of colour in those spaces. Because when I mentioned before about whitewash spirituality, when we look at spirituality, and if we look for another example is if we look at the New Age section um, at the bookstore, you just get a really good idea about who actually has um, the platform, who's got best-selling books in that area, and yet 
there is a lot of ancient wisdom so so dubbed because it's been um, appropriated from um, the dominant culture, which is is um, white. So that particular webinar is about really examining what's going on and deciding who do we want to be led by when it comes to spirituality. And I guess the culmination of that, that it just shows like the examples that were given through the other webinars, what actually takes place in a particular industry sector that has rampant spiritual bypassing behaviour is rampant with racism and microaggressions as well. Um, it's probably very controversial, but it also needed to be done. So it took the longest because I had hundreds and hundreds of not only my own personal stories, but what I had uh, had seen myself um, during the time of, of creating that. And there's sort of a workshop that's attached to that, but it's my new one that's coming up on Formidable Business, and that is an examination of um, global women entrepreneurship and women online business, uh, women business owners um, and the landscape of women in entrepreneurship and what's, you know, some of the trends that are there, but also how can we do better as women in business to support and ensure that Black, Indigenous and women of colour have um, their rightful place in the, the sectors that we work in because there's certainly a lack of um, representation and there is definitely some exclusionary um, behaviours that I'm observing that do need to shift. So unpack your privilege leads to formidable business and then it, it goes goes from there basically. Thank you. Oh, it's um, I've been, I haven't done that last one but um, the first three have, have been so, had such a big impact on me and, and the way that you do that research and bring all of that together into really clear frameworks and um, hold a really, yeah, you hold a really nurturing space for people to explore this so that they can take action in a way that, that doesn't feel rather than just being overwhelmed by, you know, what's happening in the world and not feeling like we, we know what to do next or, or not being sure about how to take action. You really step that out. And I think it's, um, it's incredible. Thank you. <laughs> Totally agree, and we'll include the link to that in the in the notes, of course. And like my personal, I guess, definition of or concept of doing business gently totally captures a lot of what you just shared there. Like, I feel like, how can you do business gently for yourself and for others without having an awareness and analysis and be taking action of some of the things or all of the things that you mentioned there. So again, as Nick said earlier, thank you for your courage in teaching that and doing so, so well. And I hope people listening will sign up <laughs> to those trainings. I hope so too. I have a very big goal this year because I have already been so grateful for the testimonials that I've received and knowing the impact that it's had on people, not just in the words they've shared with me personally, in how they show up, you know, how they show up online, what they write about, how the content of what they are talking about from a, their personal perspective, but also their observations has changed. So I'm seeing the action come into play as well. It's not just the nice words that people say to me. I'm actually seeing the transformation by how they show up. And that 
I couldn't ask for more than that. So my really big goal for this year is to have 1,000 people go through Unpack Your Privilege because, like, if, if 1,000 people go through it, that's, you know, massive potential for huge ripples of change to happen at a rapid pace. And that's something that I feel we need because in a lot of ways um, time really is up. Um, there's been a lot going on in the world at the moment um, that are, are terrifying things that are occurring and I'm concerned that people fall into the behaviour of this is overwhelming, I don't know what to do, I guess I just have to put up with what's ha happening when we all have a level of power and privilege, particularly as women business owners to actually use what we have and we're capable of learning, we're capable of growing, we're transforming and helping other people grow so why not take that a step further um, and make that impact as well here's to reaching the thousand yeah that's a great <laughs> having, goal yeah and having a little party when you do a huge party we might even get on and sing you a song like we did at the beginning of this <laughs> oh yay that would be awesome <laughs> so I wonder Sharon if you would mind sharing a little bit how the gentle business mastermind has actually perhaps supported your journey when it comes to growing your business the gentle way sure um I'm really glad that I joined last year um I knew that I wanted to be part of a group experience but to be part of one where the focus is on gentle business and um has really helped me with the overwhelm side of things um being really intentional about my week and whilst I have faltered at times um, towards the end of last year I really noticed um, how I was really learning a lot from doing what I was doing in a gentler way um, and that's something that I will continue doing this year because I see how quickly I can come back to my work when I'm taking care of myself instead of running myself down and in terms of the community it's been wonderful when you are with a group of people who have the same shared intention to do business this way, um, you know that you're working together in a lot of ways. And, and through the community calls, I've heard so many things and I've resonated with, even though we might all be doing different things and we're at different stages and ages um, as well, um, I found it to be a really great learning space Sometimes we can't, don't have the language to put to what we're experiencing and that's been, a, I've been able to hear so many stories where I've gone, I feel like that too, but I didn't know how to put it into words. And I know that sounds a bit funny as a writer, but sometimes it's so hard to put all of the thoughts in order um, and having these conversations in community has been really helpful for that. And I would most certainly rather be part of a community that is fostering gentle business as opposed to one that is still trying to get me to do the things I'm being conditioned by that I'm trying to dismantle and disrupt. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it's been really wonderful. And and for it to be a place where to, to ask questions and to, you know, hear, get, get, if we've got some resources that we need or if we've got any questions about or support or if we need encouragement to just to know that that space is there for that as well. It's been great. Yeah, awesome. It, it made me think as you're talking there that it's so often people, uh, members that we tend to 
have joined the mastermind, you know, the last thing that we need is a like a whip your ass mastermind. We're all really already self-motivated. We're all really already <laughs> yes. doing a million things. And it can sometimes sound like it's just a group of people that sit around and think. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but in fact, um, yeah, that, that counterpoint, isn't it, to kind of remember to slow down and take care of ourselves as we're doing the work that we're doing in the world. And what you're talking about there, about listening on the community calls it sort of made me think back to what you were sharing about sharing stories and it's the same thread again isn't it that when we hear other people's stories and whether it's on a community call or it's in a blog post or it's on a social media post it can just give words like you're saying to our own experience and with that comes awareness and with awareness we can have understanding which leads to change in our own lives yeah definitely yeah it's been it's been a really special experience to be part of um yeah because we are doing business on your own is is sometimes really challenging as well and to be able to know that there is a group that you're a part of that's not going to be you know like trying to whip your ass into doing even more or really struggling and and you know keep to keep hustling you know I think there are a lot of those spaces around and it's so rare to have one that is focused on ditching all of that and you can still accomplish things and you can still create and you can still you know become successful by just doing business in a way that's very different to what's you know sold out there and particularly all of the sponsored ads that come up in my Facebook feed mainly are all these hustle oriented manipulative type marketing things I don't know why I'm getting those maybe it's because I do a lot of research about um, business and what's going on in the world and I seem to end up getting (laughs) getting more of those in my feed but it's just a reminder that you don't have just because it's there doesn't mean it's right for you you know gentle business is right for everyone everyone needs to look at how they're doing business and do it that way as opposed to the ways that we've been told or taught or forced into (laughs) (laughs) and all of this is happening often for many of us when we have a lot going on in the background too or when we're juggling being parents or having other stuff happen in our lives and I don't know it seems to be for some folk that they're still pushing the message that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what's going on that you should you should be hustling and trying and eventually you'll get there and you won't have to do that some more yeah (laughs) it's it's nice to even have I I feel like a community where when shit does hit the fan in your life that there's people around who can be empathetic of that and remind you to be kind and gentle with yourself and not fall into that space where you feel like you have to keep pushing super hard yeah i can't wait to listen to this again and (laughs) (laughs) you've given us so much to ponder and reflect on sharon oh i'm glad (laughs) maybe to close we'll get you if you don't mind to just share where people can connect with you and learn more about your work and stay in touch okay sure um you can find me on my website which is um gutsygirl.com.au um i'm also on instagram sharon a holmes follow 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 <laughs> yeah and that's sharon spelled s-h-a-r-y-n hey yeah that's right <laughs> we need a thousand people to get through your unpack your privilege this year at least (laughs) it'd be a good start I reckon Mm. yeah yeah 
Well, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing a little about your story and your work and what gentle business means to you. It's been so wonderful to have you with us. Thank you. I've enjoyed our chats and our laughter as well. It's been great. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Sharon. It's been brilliant. Thank you. And that wraps up this Ditch the Hustle podcast episode. We sure hope you enjoyed it. If this conversation stirred up a desire in you to explore what doing business gently might mean to you, you can get direct support, guidance and tools from Amanda, Naomi and myself in the Gentle Business Mastermind. It's an experience that supports new entrepreneurs and existing business owners to grow their businesses gently, sustainably and consciously. Along the way, you'll meet an incredible community of guest mentors and other gentle business masterminders from around the globe who you can both get support from and offer support in return while you explore growing your own business in alignment with your heart, vision, values and energy. Registration for the Gentle Business Mastermind is open in February to early March of 2020. You can find out more about it at gentlebusinessmastermind.com where you can also download our free Grow Your Business the Gentle Way ebook. It's full of inspiring tips and prompts to help you do business gently in your own way. Until next time, we wish you a truly beautiful day ahead. Mm-hmm.